about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. And how are you, Natalie? I'm good. Yeah. It's, uh, at, as of this recording, uh, Southern California is in a state of emergency. We are having, um, it's called Atmospheric River. Yeah, we seem to get one at least every year these recently yeah so it's been on a consistent very strong downpour for at least 48 hours yeah another 24 or so to go i guess yeah uh yeah it's only a day since we recorded our last episode yes Um, i'm feeling a little bit better than i was yes Um, as am i you might be able to hear that i'm still a little stuffed up but that's okay um yeah the uh i mean I hesitate to say too much about it because it is a stereotype that, like, Angelinos don't know how to handle rain, but this is, like, it an historic like, amount of rain. Yeah, like, the L.A. River is m- m- likely going to flood. Yeah, which is um, Businesses have closed, and employers have said, like, stay home. Yeah, yeah, I got told to stay home last week when it started, and then it went away for a few days, and now they're, like, saying... Come on in if you want. I feel like tomorrow morning they might say, like, unless you need to. Right. Yeah. So um, we'll see how that goes. But this is uh, this is not a podcast about rain in Los Angeles. Um, I mean, people do love to talk about the rain in Los Angeles, though. You know? Yeah. I don't know if there's any other city in the U.S. where, like, people tweet about the fact that it's raining. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. on on Twitter, earthquakes and rain are given, like, equal importance among Angelinos. <laughs> I mean, it's a city not made for rain. And with, you know, global warming, like, we're going to have more issues like this. It's just not a city built for rain. Our sewer systems, our structures, our streets, it's just... <clears throat> the streets, definitely not. Yeah. I mean, the, the LA River, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but the, the LA River... A lot of people incorrectly think that it's a, a man-made river because it's almost entirely encased in concrete. But no, it's a natural river. But floods like this, used, rains like this used to lead to floods on a regular basis. You can look up, like, Google, like, Google inserts, like, Los Angeles flood, 1930s, 1936, 1937. Um, and you can see images of just how terrible the rain would be for the city. So that's why they... Why, that's why the city went ahead and paved the the river was yeah. to to keep it from flooding, but it looks like it's not going to be enough this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, like I said, this is not a podcast about rain in Los Angeles. This is a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. Two TV shows that filmed in Los Angeles but take place in New York City. <laughs> um, yes. <clears throat> uh, every episode we. Uh, uh, we watch both shows, an episode of both shows. We're keeping pace with one another, and we we uh, recap, and then we'll uh, compare and contrast with other fun fun segments. Sorry, I'm like a, I'm like low energy today. It's okay. We're we're both a little. The rain just doesn't. But like, yeah. I slept plenty last night. Yeah. Unlike you, you didn't want to wake up. I didn't want to wake up because it was like raining out, and I didn't yeah. have to go into the office today. You know, that's one of those. You know, I start work at nine. When you're working from home, you can. Roll out of Roll bed. Roll out of bed and yeah. lock in at nine, which yeah. is kind of what I did this morning. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we are on season six, episode 20 of both shows. Season six, episode 20 of Friends is called The One with Mac and Cheese, but I should point out that Cheese 
is an acronym, all caps, periods between each letter. Mm-hmm. Uh, season six, episode twenty of How I Met Your Mother is called the Exploding Meatball Sub, but we're gonna put a pin in that meatball sub. Or <laughs> 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 we should later we'll have to take the pin out. Yes, you know, like a grenade. Yes. Of uh, the exploding meatball sub. Uh, that was a good one. Uh, and we're going to dive into Friends Season 6, Episode 20, the one with mac and cheese. This is not going to take us very long. No, it's not. Because so, I was even questioning this. Like, when I when I talk about, like, funniest fashion, like, I don't want to use clips that we've already yeah. seen. This is essentially a clip show. It has a, it a, has a story. It has yeah. a skeleton of a story. But it's so I have to pull show. things from the very small skeleton and i just didn't for fashion there wasn't enough for me yeah um so uh at the beginning joey and phoebe are, are rehearsing uh because he's got an audition uh and we find out after the titles that he's auditioning for the role of mac in a cop show called mac and cheese about a um uh a, a cop who teams up with a robot uh, to solve crimes, a computerized humanoid, uh, something electronic special enforcer. Now I've already forgotten what the. I, I assumed you would have written it down. I, you know, I we just watched these, so I thought I'd remember it. Computerized humanoid. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, electronic. It's something special enforcer, um, and. Uh, uh, so then we get we get a bunch of clips that leads to a bunch of clips of Joey's acting career. We see him, you know, on stage. We see all sorts of stuff. It's stuff from the past. Um, but then he's off to his audition, um, and Phoebe sings him a good luck song. And then um, Chandler and Ross are playing chess at the perk, and Joey comes in. Say it. Computerized humanoid electronically enhanced secret enforcer. Secret enforcer. Yeah, yeah that one wrong too. Electronically enhanced secret enforcer. Um, Chandler and Ross are playing chess at the park when Joey walks in. Turns out his audition went very well. He this could be another umbrella, but he does the classic thing of like pretending he bombed it. Yeah, you know, um, it went well. Uh, then they start talking about having like pressure at their jobs, and we get a montage of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then so Joey's got a call back. It's him and two other guys. If he never gets, if he doesn't get the job, he says he's never going to eat mac and cheese again. And then he immediately walks that back. Yeah. Um, Let's see. After the commercial, Chandler's at the the old apartment, apologizing to the chicken and the, and the duck about not having them over because Monica is quote unquote allergic. Um, he answers Joey's phone, finds out the audition time has been moved, starts to leave a note on the uh, Magna, mm-hmm. um, um, and uh, then Monica walks in and he forgets and he leaves, uh, re- uh, leaving the 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 note. Um, later they're playing foosball and, uh, Joey finds out that he missed his audition. Um, Chandler, you know, says what happened, like owns up to it. Then we get a a montage of Chandler making mistakes and then we come back and it's like, well, you're not perfect. Then we get a montage of Joey making mistakes. And then I thought this was interesting. Like when it comes back from the montage, because uh, he's like, you know, you're not perfect. You made mistakes. And Joey says, name one. And then we get a montage. And we come back and Joey says, I said name one. So I guess that means like they they're know. actually reminiscing. Yeah. Of exact- how many? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, they're narrating, I guess. Yeah. They're actually, t- there was the time. Yeah. 
Uh, so Chandler feels terrible, um, and then I think Rachel says something about like, oh, you know, we always get in fights and make up, and then so we see a montage of that. And uh, Chandler comes over to apologize to Joey with two pizzas and a bunch of candy. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, it's it was two pe- the Joey special pizzas with like a bunch of bows. Like it wasn't oh, candy on top. It was like I thought he had he like a wrapped, bunch of hard candies. He on wrapped them up. I didn't. In, okay. Uh, the phone rings again. Chandler answers it again, and then immediately is like, "Why do I keep doing that?" Uh, he takes another message, um, and then later. Joey does the whole thing again where he pretends blah, blah blah but it turns out he did get the message and he went to the audition and he got the part um and then there's mo- they hug and there's a montage of them hugging and they're like do we do this too much Ugh. um yeah. and then uh the tag at the end is Joey and Phoebe um rehearsing again except now Ross is in the mix and we don't know how it ends because as sometimes seems to happen with Max or HBO yeah. Max or whatever it just Cut off in the middle of the tag. Yeah. So let us know what happened. At but the it end. was Joey telling Phoebe that in the first act, something, something. So I think he was like complimenting her on her acting in the first Ross act. telling Phoebe. Yes. Because Ross is there too <laughs> for this um, run through. Yeah. I didn't mention that Phoebe is like very proud of her own acting skills. Yes. And so Ross jumps in and he's proud of it. So Joey's trying to like learn his lines, but Phoebe and Ross are complimenting each other on their acting. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the end. Do you have any other stray observations, or do you want to move on to funniest moments? Let's move on to funniest moments. Well, I only had because I I didn't take any funniest moments from the clips because that wouldn't count. Yeah. So I only have one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Joey pretends he didn't get the message. Then it turns out he got the part, <laughs> and then Chandler pretends that he's hurt by the like pretending thing, the fake out thing, the fake out mean, thing. Yeah. And then. Uh, then it turns out, oh, he's not, I'm not actually hurt. I'm happy for you. And then then Joey's like, well, that hurt. That was mean. And then Chandler goes, "Eh, we could do this all day. And Joey goes, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Bring it in. And then they hug. Yeah, then they hug. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was like part of my favorite too of like, um, if I didn't get your message, go to the interview, like do a great job and get the part. Like it was just like so cute. Um, uh, Let's see. I thought it was funny when uh ross and chandler are um we think they're playing chess <laughs> but just, well ross seems well, to think they're playing ross chess was, too. but um he's like okay it's your turn and chandler's like oh were we playing this <laughs> chandler they were just like staring at a chessboard yeah because that's what it looked like yeah um and then yeah a lot of funny things i had were just like clips yeah the clips are funny they picked they picked funny clips for a reason. Um, I mean, obviously, you and I and everyone who loves Friends loves Ross going, <laughs> find by me. Yeah. Um, also, Joey wistfully, like, staring at the fountain when Chandler's, like, staring outside of, like, the rainy window. Right. And then, yes. of, of course, like, I'm looking at the weenus and I'm not happy about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we know all these. Yeah, we know all those. Well, do you have any make of fashion? I, I didn't um, Well, just Rachel has, like, pretty extreme extensions. Oh, okay. Um, and it's not... It, they don't look real, because we just yeah. saw her last week, and they were, you know, much shorter. Right. Um, yeah, if I had to say anything, Rachel, uh, when she's like, hey, we all fight, she's wearing, like, a cute, like, football jersey. 
You know? Jersey. Like a, okay. A shirt that's made to look like it's a jersey. Jersey. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, what's under the umbrella besides real, real everything? Real quick, um, <laughs> Mazel to the Magna. So it was an alien head, and everyone stares at it because Chandler runs over and erases it, yeah. and he starts to write down the message for Joey. Yeah. So this is like the first time that this is actually like put into an important plot point. Yeah, is that the first time? Yeah, it's like just like kind of a background yeah. silliness. Yeah. This whole time. So Yeah. Yeah. Um So yeah, under the umbrella. Everything. What do you have? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> so I wrote down a few, the chicken the duck, uh Joey special, um Joey pretending not to get the part. Yeah. Um, definitely. Joey like uh likes to eat Italian food. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chandler's like I went to every place in the city that makes sandwiches uh, some gay panic like we hug too much yeah, like yeah, yeah get away from me um, yeah should we take a quick break then oh yeah achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking what's your secret Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, we're back from our quick break. Um, we've never had it. We've never dropped an ad so soon into the show, but I don't think that is. Is this the first Friends yeah. clip show? I feel like there was another clip show at some point. Yeah, there has been. Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess watching those clips, it was like, well, we've been doing this a while. Yeah, because like <laughs> some of the older clips like seemed like so old. Yeah, yeah. you know, we've um, done this for a long time. I know. Yeah. Uh, well, but anyway, we're done talking about friends. We're back, and then we're ready to discuss season six, episode twenty of How I Met Your Mother. The one, nope, season six, episode twenty of How I Met Your Mother. The exploding meatball sub. Natalie, take it away. Okay, so Ted introduces again the issue with GNB, and he's designing a a building um, at the Arcadian, and there's protesters. Zoe, being his girlfriend, is the leader of this protest. Um, he's like in like at the building upstairs on the high rise and like he waves down to Zoe and then with her microphone hey sweetie yeah. <laughs> so like it's a complicated like um, like dinner at seven and then all the protesters dinner at seven yeah. like um, well no they do because it rhymes she says oh, yeah. sounds That's great, great. Can't I can't wait, wait. Yeah. sounds great can't wait um Let's see. Okay, so then they're at McLaren's and they're all like saying to Ted, like it's so like weird that you're kind of dating our worst enemy at this point, you know, because they have so much. Um, they're always they disagree on so many things, especially this this huge issue that is you know coming in the way of their relationship. Um, and then. Um, Ted is like trying to defend his relationship saying like these are growing matches like we we disagree and it's like fun it makes things like yeah. interesting and exciting and I wouldn't want to agree with everything that's lame and boring like Marshall and Lily um, <laughs> and 
they, of course, are defending their relationship. And they say, like, this is love. We don't have any reason to debate. Um, meanwhile, Marshall hates his job. He hates the coffee. He hates the paperwork. He hates his boss. He hates the sexual harassment and decides, like, okay, it, I'm done. I need to quit. I need to become uh, an environmental lawyer and follow my dream. Yeah. Um, but then just as he's about to quit, he suddenly likes GNB. Um and he's, it's like a slow motion, like looking at like all the positives and like he actually likes the nail clipping and the sexual harassment and the dirty jokes and yeah. um, the coffee. And Robin is like, oh, you're, you're seeing it through like graduation goggles. Like it could have been like four years of torture, but at the very end, you think of like all the good memories that this is the last time you're going to see these people um, kind of like. Um, what are the um, she compares it to other things like um, like bridal goggles or oh, um, yeah, honeymoon yeah. goggles whatever yeah bridesmaid goggles yeah um, and Robin like identifies that with um, with her relationship with Scooby like when she broke up with him she's like she saw him in a different light like yeah. he was a good kisser <laughs> like the things that she thought were so gross are the things that she's gonna miss um, and then Barney tries to make a joke, like, yeah, I have this with, like, one-night stands. Oh, no, I don't. Um, yeah. Lily says she supports Marshall in his quitting and supports everything he does. Um, and they they have no reason to, like, challenge each other. Um, Marshall, um, he could only get, like, a volunteer job um, at the NRDC Barney is pissed. Um, yeah, he gets like an unpaid internship. Barney is super pissed. And then um, I guess there's some... Oh, okay. There's like a landmark preservation committee who's mm. like um, who's like brokered a, a talk with um, GNB because of Zoe. So this might like throw everything into question. They might all be fired. His whole like architecture thing might be scrapped. Um, because Zoe, um, Marshall's having a great time at NRDC, even though he's not being paid. Um, he even volunteers to host a fundraiser in their apartment for a bunch of environmentalists. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Robin is trying to talk to Barney about his unresolved abandonment issues. And Barney freaks out on Marshall in the office and then fake apologizes and um, okay, yeah. Um, Barney asks Marshall to have lunch with him, and then Marshall says like he can't do it. And then Barney rages out at work, and then comes up with the idea of the exploding uh, meatball sub. <laughs> um, <laughs> we find out. We'll, we'll get back to that later. Okay. Um, uh, Lily is tasked with like picking up one of the environmentalists from the airport and asked Ted to go and um, be the Spanish interpreter because she says that he only speaks <laughs> Spanish. Ted is very bad at it, um, but he goes along. Well, also in true Ted fashion, he thinks he speaks he thinks great Spanish. He, yeah, he thinks he's fluent. Um, at the airport, Lily confides to Ted that she's a ticking time bomb and she's been too supportive 
and um, she can't handle it anymore. She's going to Spain on her own. And the, the you know, like the final nail in the coffin was hit was uh, Marshall giving up on trying to have kids, which is like a huge deal to both of them. Yeah. And she's been so supportive that she's allowing all of this. And, you know, it's like Marshall knew about like the kid gloves, but it's so much bigger than just the kid gloves and like letting him, you know, it's beyond that at this yeah. point. Um, so Ted um, takes the um, environmentalist to the party. He actually doesn't speak Spanish or whatever language Ted is trying to speak yeah. to him. Um, so they go to this party. Um, Barney and Robin are at McLaren's and she's like, you have like deep seated feelings about your dad. And Barney says no. And then Robin tells a story about when she was 16, her and her father killed a man and buried him. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a harrowing story that never happened. But she just wanted to get him drunk. So the whole time he was like so um, inspired by this story that he drank three scotches. He kept drinking scotches, yeah. And then she's like, okay, now you could actually like be vulnerable. Um, Barney spills his guts and he's upset about the meatball sub. And we get the reason why he's trying to create an exploding meatball sub is because they had meatball sub day at work and they're all at a restaurant eating meatball subs. Or they're in the commissary. In the, at yeah, the, at the FG&B, commissary. Yeah. And Marshall just says, like, oh, hey, like, bud, you got some marinara sauce on your tie. And then just chuckled. And uh, Barney is has been, like, holding a grudge <laughs> because of that. Um, he takes it as, like, such an affront yeah. to his fashion. I guess so, yeah. Um, so he is, cr- like, creating the perfect exploding sub. And he even has like a mannequin and explosives and he's testing it out um, to be used later because he's so upset. Um, At the fundraiser, Lily like shows up in the nick of time and Ted is like shocked that um, she didn't actually go to Spain and um, Marshall's like, thanks for being so supportive. And then Ted tries to like prompt her to have a conversation with with Marshall and she's like, yeah, I need to um, talk to you about something. Um, Marshall says, like, he's, um, he feels, like, so, like, his time at um, the NRDC has been, like, so worthwhile, and he feels so much happier. Um, This is the first time he's, like, felt worthwhile since his father died, and he really loves her for it. Um, He's going to start looking for um, a job with a paycheck. Um, Zoe shows up at the party and because she wants to support Ted and Ted gets mad like this is why this is what you chose to support all my other things like you don't so they had to break up yeah um and that's sad but no they didn't quite yet they didn't quite yet yeah because of his graduation goggles exactly yes um and then we get a flash forward 10 years Barney's on his deathbed Uh they're all crowded around him like what can we do for you? And Barney gives Marshall a sub to eat and it explodes. Um, But not before Marshall says, does this have some sort of special meaning? And it blows up in his face. Um, But this plan backfires because he gets marinara on his like fancy silk pajamas. Yeah, just a tiny little bit. Just a tiny little. Marshall's like completely covered. Marinara sauce, yeah. Um, Yeah. What Uh, else? My only observations are 
And now I've already forgotten why I did Wiley e. Coyote and the Roadrunner came up early, very early in the episode. Because um, they're com- they're saying like enemies, um, dating oh, right. your worst enemy, right? And yeah. Robin says like it's kind of hot actually. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just funny because you and I have we've talked about Wiley e. Coyote and the Roadrunner multiple times yes, on yes, this podcast. Yes, yes, yes. But also, Robin refers to Roadrunner as she, and like never gets corrected. Yeah, and like can, I mean. In the cartoons, like, yeah, very well could be. Nothing it could said. Be, yeah. But, like, canonically, I looked it up. It is a he. Oh. Um, okay. According to, like... And Wiley Coyote could be uh, a female, couldn't... Yeah, I mean, there are cartoons in which Wiley Coyote speaks. But, again, you can have yeah. any voice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, the Roadrunner never speaks except for... Meep, meep, meep. Um, which is Paul Julian... Um, is doing the voice of a man, a man, but again, doesn't matter. But I did look, it did lead me down a little bit of a wormhole, uh, fine, because according, you know, in the Looney Tunes canon, uh, Roadrunner is a he, and in fact, in the Wiley Coyote, Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner comic books, uh, Roadrunner briefly had a wife named Matilda Roadrunner, <laughs> and they had children. <laughs> but again, even a female Roadrunner can have a wife, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but I just thought that was funny that uh, I went down the like the fan wiki on, yeah. on Roadrunner. Um, do you think we are more supportive or challenging of one another? Um, I think both. Yeah. I think we do challenge each other. Yeah. But I think when it matters, we are supportive. That's the plan, at least. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you got for funniest moments? I've got a bunch. Um... The idea that <laughs> that Barney doesn't actually know what Spain is, like he's throwing out all of these like yeah. references that are like known by other countries, and Robin says, "I don't think you know what Spain <laughs> is," which yeah, is like, like, you're, you're like you're gonna rent a gondola and eat some bratwurst. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like Barney is like this like continental like truck, but but he's not, you know. But like I was gonna save this for. Under the umbrella, because this is not the first time Barney has been jingoistic. Yes. You know? Yes, yes, yes. He doesn't like most cuisines other than, like, American, like, uh, or, you know, grill, bar and grill, or yeah. steakhouse type of food. Yes. He, he, like, basically refers to all other cuisines as Chinese. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he Barney being jingoistic is actually uh, pretty on, 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 on character. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in the montage of the things that Marshall is sick of, you know? Yes. One of them is the dirty jokes. Yeah. And there's a slow motion of a guy telling a dirty joke. And he's doing like a like a, like a slap the ass type of thing. But yeah. he's doing a huge windmill, but yeah. it's like in slow motion. And then later when it comes back and to the graduation goggles, it's like, he liked the dirty jokes. And it's the exact same thing in slow motion. <laughs> but like... It's happy now. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't remember why we know this, but um, Barney, when he's like sleeping with his like one night stand, it's evident that he doesn't know her name. And it's like definitely stolen from Seinfeld. Like my name rhymes with yours. And Barney's like, and what did I say my name was? <laughs> yeah, I had that too. <laughs> because we get um, Mulva. Yeah, yeah. Dolores. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so all of Ted's bad Spanish was very funny. Yes. 
Um, <laughs> he's, uh, he's like, you speak Spanish, right? I'm not half sick at my name is Spanish. And then he says, uh, like, I are Ted and that... Uh, that was Lily or something like that. Yeah. And he says, we'd like to, we'd like to get inside you and proceed forward. Yep. <laughs> and then that dude says, I don't speak whatever it is you're speaking. Uh, I have bored you. Um, just one more. Okay. Um, back to Scooby. Um, when Robin was like fondly remembering him, he was a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. There Oh, when, I have one more. Okay. I'm going to do a twofer because they're right next to each other. Um, when Barney is testing the exploding sub and he has a mannequin in his office. And I looked at you. I don't think you saw this because you were taking notes. Like, he, so he's got a, a mannequin holding a sub, you know? And then the last thing he does before testing it is he sprinkles a little shredded mozzarella on top of the sub. And then he throws the leftover mozzarella in the mannequin's face. Yeah. You did see that? I did see that. Okay. And then just he goes and hides behind the desk and... When the sub explodes, the mannequin's head blows off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I've still got more. Oh, I just have one more. So Marshall has to host this um, fundraising party at his apartment for a bunch of environmentalists. The invitations okay, can actually be yeah. used as toilet paper. So when the man they picked up from the airport goes, he's like, hey, I need to use a restroom. Do you have any extra invitations? Yeah, that was mine too. The only other one I had, which we already mentioned, but I just wanted to go back to it. Marshall being very sad for his dying friend, but confused about the sub thing, saying, does this have some sort of special meaning? Bah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Um, how I made your mother make it fashion? What do you got? I have nothing. The only thing I have is, I mean, I'm a, I'm a broken record here, but I know Barney's the suit guy, mm-hmm. but uh, Marshall or Jason Siegel consistently wears suits better than oh, yeah. Barney does. Yeah. Barney's like, Barney's like shrunken silhouette skinny tie thing is so, so dated and looked, I thought even at the time, like looked trendy and, and tacky. Yeah. Whereas Marshall tends to wear a more, a slightly more traditional cut. Yeah. And it, it flatters his body much better. Yeah. Um, what We kind of missed um, the joke about when Barney like lies to Marshall and says like, oh, we ha- we hired a man named Herschel and he's tall and he's the best lawyer. Yeah. Um, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Herschel he's taller than Marshall and he knows way more laws. He knows way more laws, <laughs> which yeah, Marsh- Herschel doesn't exist. Um. um under the umbrella, I've got a few. Okay, we get some uh, high fives. Yeah, I get to oh, go you first start? on this. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you start first on Friends. Sorry, I, I don't It's been keep like this up, since the beginning. But I don't pay attention. Uh, yeah, we get some high fives. I mentioned Barney's jingoism. There is, of course, transphobia. Yep. Unfortunately. Yep. Um, you know, I'm a sucker for uh, a new significant other being a part of the group. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Zoe just showing up to support Marshall. Loved mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the very end, we get not only do we get uh, the return of gray-haired Ted, which I always think that yeah. that uh, uh, Josh Radner looks nice with a little uh, salt and pepper in his hair. Yeah. Uh, but we also get Barney's pajamas being like a suit that he sleeps in. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I hated the transphobia, and they yeah. they really like went into Wouldn't let it. it go. Yeah. yeah. Um, being like competitive. 
as like we're the better couple kind of thing. Yeah. We've seen that before. Um, there was mention of a prostitute, which we don't like. And then, um, so in the past, there was like a big sandwich sub used as a stand-in for weed. Yeah. But this is actual meatball sub. Yeah, that is a bit confusing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's it. What do we have for similarities? Okay. So, I mean, the most obvious one is like kind of like the wistful like slow motion. So in um, right. yeah. in Friends, it's we get a um, Sarah McLaughlin, I will remember you, or in, in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, yeah, How I Met Your Mother. And then kind of like the goggles, right? Yeah. And then in Friends, we get the Eric Carmen all by myself about friendship. Yeah, was it when they're hugging? The hug montage. The hug montage. Yeah, that's great. So we yeah. get like friendship hug montages, and um, let's see what else. Um, oh, the, like the clip show, it's it feels very How I Met Your Mother and just like referential in the way right. that How I Met Your Mother is. Right, right. Um, also, uh, pizza. So um, uh, Ted and Zoe even fight over pizza and uh, pizza toppings. Yeah. And then we are reminded right. of the Joey special, which is just two pizzas. Two pizzas. Yeah. Um, um, also. Ted likes hamburger pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, Lily says he's a 12-year-old. Yeah. But I don't know. Is there like... I mean, pizza is kind of for 12-year-olds, right? It's for everyone. I know, but I'm just saying. Um, sandwiches. Is there anything that you think you're too old to order on a pizza? <laughs> I guess that's my no. question. Is I don't think so. No. Yeah. I don't have that hang-up, though, of, like, not wanting to appear childish. I mean, I normally do, but I don't think Lily's right about yeah. about this. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't think I ever was, like, a hamburger pizza guy anyway. Yeah. Yeah. They have a vegan hamburger pizza on Trader Joe's. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I haven't tried try it. That. Yeah. But it, you wouldn't like it because it has pickles on it. Yeah, I don't like pickles, but, yeah, I'm sorry. You know what I, I mean? Did I tell? Did I say this? My my whole like. Um, I've always thought that I wouldn't like pineapple on pizza. Mm-hmm. It always just seemed like I wouldn't like it. And then do you remember? We were at the. I don't know how much we can say. We we're at a Halloween party. Your dad's, uh, where your dad lives. Yeah. Yeah, and. Uh, we can say my dad lives in a care facility. Yeah, okay. Your yeah. Dad, I didn't know how much you were... Yeah, so your dad lives in a care facility. We were at their Halloween party, and uh, we were late, and the only pizza that was left uh, was Hawaiian pizza, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll eat it. And I was like, oh, this is fucking good. I get why people like this. So I'm a convert. I'm a hot fruit convert. Hot fruit convert. Yeah, so I will eat a, a Hawaiian pizza now, much like our friend Julie. Julie yeah. loves a Hawaiian pizza. I don't love it. Well, you don't like ham. But I've had, like, vegetarian versions, vegan versions, and I don't, yeah, I don't tend to like hot fruit. You know, I take it back. I do like hot fruit. And I'll tell you, like, a pineapple or a peach on a grill, that's good. Oh, sure. Yeah, I can see that. That's hot fruit. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, a grilled peach actually sounds really good. Um, Also, like, some, like... pouring rain outside, I'd go grill up a peach. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Um, Like, 
pies, you know, that's like hot fruit often. Sure, yeah, yeah. What else? Yeah, friends and mothers, I'm not going to ask you to weigh in on pineapple on pizza. That's been done to death. But yeah, hot fruit? And the hot fruit idea is like inspired by strangers with candy. Oh, just that phrase. (laughs) Because she, because Jerry comes to a party, (laughs) she brings a bowl of hot fruit, doesn't specify like what kind or why. Yeah. She just brings a steaming bowl of fruit. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, it's like, um, uh, it's, to me, the thing that it was not the fruit being hot that I would, I mean, I said hot fruit because of the strangers with candy, but it was more like, I'm not as much into the mixture of sweet and savory as some people oh, are. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely am. I do not dip my fries in my milkshake. I do. Um, but um, one thing I do like, uh, a lot of El Pastor burritos or El Pastor tacos will come with pineapple. Pineapple. Or, or, or sometimes the... Marinated in like pineapple juice. Well, often I've seen like the, the trompo, which is the spinning thing. They sh- shave the thing off. You... They spear like a whole like yeah not a whole pineapple you know what what do you what would you call it peeled skinned pineapple they spear pineapple on on the top so as the thing is cooking the pineapple yeah. juice is dripping down um through the trompo um and then yeah there's there's a truck or there's actually a bunch of trucks in los angeles called leo's tacos and they're like known for their El Pastor, and you always get little little uh, pineapple chunks in your taco it's great i don't eat ham but people always put um, like pineapple rings and little cherries on ham, right? That's hot fruit. Yeah, yeah. I remember having that as a kid sometimes. Yeah. 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 Um, do you ever dip like sausage in syrup? Like when you have like a... Don't oh, people... like a breakfast sausage? Yeah. No, I would not. You wouldn't. You'd keep them separated. I mean, I'm, I'm not... When I was a kid, I was... I, I said this recently on Battleship Retention that like I used to like always say like Oh, I'm so OCD. But I was like, oh, that's disrespectful to people who are actually OCD. But I kind of think I might be a little bit. Like, I might actually have yes, some. Yes. Um, Allow me to diagnose you. <laughs> yeah. Um, as a kid, I was one of those, like, my foods cannot touch. Nice. I do not want one. I'm not like that anymore. So, like, no, I, I don't. If I'm having a breakfast platter and there's syrup and sausage, I'm not going to, like, run the sausage through the syrup. Mm. But if some syrup gets on the sausage and probably tastes good i'm probably gonna eat it yeah. yeah yeah when i was a kid i also loved those plates that had little sections oh, yeah and it's why i loved um like airplane food because i everyone had its like own little yeah. compartment yeah and now you can get like a bento box at a mm-hmm. japanese place yeah. yeah yeah we should get some of those oh just for here yeah 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 um, write uh, it down for my um hanukkah list okay <laughs> hanukkah's long hanukkah's right around the corner yeah <laughs> um all right. Uh, do you have any other similarities that I... I do. Okay. Uh, oh, I have another one. I'm okay, sorry. Go ahead. You're going to steal it from me? I don't know. I don't know. It's but not... it's um, raging out at work. So when Barney is like upset yeah. about Marshall, he like destroys the office. Yeah. And Ross, even though it was a flashback, oh, that's right. it's a flashback. rages yeah. out at, about the sandwich. Um, yeah. Sandwich. That's another thing in common. Sandwich. Yeah. Sandwich. Um. So yeah, mine was Joey gets a job, Marshall loses one. Mm. Go on. Um, all right, should we play favorites? No suspense here. Um, three, two, one. How, How I, I met, met your, your mother. mother. Just like 
by virtue default, of being an yeah. actual episode of television. We have to judge it by but, the four minutes of yeah. new content. But I would say it's almost a shame that it was such a layup for How I Met Your Mother because this actually was a good episode of How I Met Your Mother. You yeah. know? Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, obviously, there's the all one. the gross stuff in it. I mean, there was the one gross thing. Yeah, but it lasted too long. But one scene. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like. It's not like Ross dating a student, which right. is a whole fucking multi-episode story storyline. Uh, all right, let's. I was going to say this catch up on the correspondence, but we don't have any. It's um, since yesterday. It's been yeah. twenty-four hours, less than twenty-four hours since we recorded. Yeah, maybe a little more. Uh, so let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce. This is called "How Were We Doing?" This is where we look at what was happening in the world on the days that these episodes aired. So, Friends season six, episode twenty, the one with mac and cheese, aired on Thursday, April thirteenth, in the year. 2000 and um uh like last week i couldn't find much but an italian writer poet essayist and novelist named giorgio bassani uh passed away on this day um he uh was a jewish italian who um uh, was also jailed for being part of the anti-fascist resistance during the Mussolini years. And then he um, ended up uh, coming out writing a series of novels. Um, the uh, most famous of his novels were a kind of trilogy uh, that were historical fiction based on a family he actually grew up alongside um that was just about being upper class Jewish in Italy during the both before, during and after the, the Mussolini years. Mm. Um, the most famous of those, which is the na- family's name. Uh, and I'm drawing a blank. I'm trying to find, it's called the, F- the Finzi Condinis or something like that. Um, was, made into a movie uh, directed by Vittorio De Sica, who's best known, of course, for Bicycle Thieves. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, uh, Giorgio Bassani uh, lived a very interesting uh, life. And um, maybe I'll check out some of these books. Um, I like that he's anti-fascist. Yeah. We love that. We like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, R.I.P. Passed away on this day. Top five songs... In the U.S. on this day, uh, at number five, Lone Star. Um, Let me have my you, right? Yeah. Uh, at number four, In Sync. Bye bye bye. All right. Mm-hmm. At number three, Faith Hill. I can feel you breathe, watching over me. Suddenly, do do do. And then at number two, Destiny's Child, Say My Name. And at number one, Santana Marie and Maria. <laughs> Right? Yeah. <laughs> Season 6, episode 20 of How I Met Your Mother, the Exploding Meatball Sub, aired on Monday, April 11th, 2011. Um, one thing that happened this day, again, there wasn't a whole lot, um, but I did, again, go down a rabbit hole here. Uh, I'm trying to find the exact... 
The U.S. Attorney's Office in San Diego announced that 10 people have been charged with point-shaving schemes involving college basketball games. Two former players and an assistant coach of the University of San Diego men's basketball team are among those being charged. Um, now, I, I know you're a gambling person, but you're not a sports gambling person. Um, do you know what point-shaving means? No. Okay. I know you also know you don't care. But for anyone who is listening, like Natalie, who doesn't know what point shaving is, we have a super short episode, so I'm going to take a minute to do a quick uh, sports betting. All right, let me get my phone out. For people who, like Natalie, don't know, but unlike Natalie, do care. Um, Okay. When you place money on a game, right, you can... You you can... You could bet on a, uh, on a team to win or lose outright, you know, mm-hmm. just win or lose the game. But you know, if if say the Lakers and the Celtics are playing, and I don't pay attention to NBA. I don't know if those teams are good right now. But let's just say the Lakers and Celtics are playing. The Lakers are favored to win. If you bet on the Lakers to win outright, you're not going to get a huge return on that, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas if you bet on the Celtics to win outright, you will get a bigger return, but there's a less chance you'll be right. So to make the game more interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Odds makers, you're not listening at all. Yes, I, I want to feel like I have an audience here. Okay. Odds makers in Los Angeles oh. will set a line. You might hear, okay, you might hear a call a line. You might hear a call a point spread. You know. Uh, so let's say the odds makers say the Lakers are expected to win by twelve best, twelve points. Um, they'll set the line at eleven and a half because you don't want. You need teams to finish on one side of the line or the other. You can't have them land right on the line because then who wins the bet? So it's usually a half a point. Okay. Right? Okay. So what that means is if you still think the Lakers will win, you're still confident of the Lakers that they're going to win by more than 12 points, then you uh, you pick the Lakers and you would say you lay the points or you give the points or you take the Lakers minus the points. Right? What you're saying is that I believe that the Lakers are going to win by at least 12 points. So if the Lakers lose... Or, lo- or win by less than 12 points, you lose your bet, right? Mm-hmm. Opposite, if you bet Boston plus the points, right? You're saying that I think Boston is good enough to stay at least 12 points. So if Boston wins the game outright or loses by less than 12 points, you win your bet, right? Okay. Okay. So that's how lines and point spread uh, uh, spreads work. Um Point shaving, and I know there are a lot of people who listen to this who, who know all this, but point shaving is a type of fixing a game in which a player, usually usually on the dominant team, um, but there could be potentially someone on the less favored team who decides to try and suck. But basically, a player or multiple players on the team not throwing the game, but doing what they can, influencing the game so that their team doesn't win by any more than the points. They don't cover the spread. So if you're on the Lakers and you're, you've taken this bribe, right, you get up to two, four, six, eight baskets, you're going to start missing free throws or making bad passes okay. to try and make sure they don't get. So it's a big deal. I went out of a huge deep dive today on this thing, but also um, uh, just point shaving in general in men's college basketball which Mm. it's um it's estimated because it's so hard to prove and catch right Right. but it is estimated that probably five percent of games in which the point spread is double digits there's some sort of point shaving going on which means there's probably about 30 games in every ncaa season 
regular season. It's much less common in the playoffs because the stakes are higher um, and everyone's watching. And uh, point values are so high. Yeah, yeah, but also just everyone's watching. You know, yeah. um, are, There's some sort of point shaving going on. Anyway, so there was this player. He was a phenom. He signed with the University of San Diego, not San Diego State. University of San Diego is a Catholic private university, um, mostly very wealthy. Uh, so this phenom from Houston signed on, had a good few seasons, got injured, stopped being the star that he was. His name was Ronald Johnson. He... Um, uh, allegedly, I guess, well, I guess he was convicted, so I guess I can say that he uh, took money to influence uh, games, and he was arrested and charged and convicted, and he spent six months in prison. Wow, um, that's for, serious. For, for this. Yeah, and that's, it, it is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and this, I read an ESPN story from 2014 about his whole life, and it's kind of a tragic story. You know, this kid, this guy who, like... Um, I mean, grew up just dirt poor, you know, and his ticket out was that he could play basketball. Suddenly he's at a private Catholic university in on the like on the water in Southern California. He's surrounded by rich kids that he has no nothing in common with. Right. Uh, then he becomes the star. He revolutionizes the San, using the University of San Diego basketball program. And then after an injury, he gets another year of eligibility. At this point, he's a 23-year-old college senior who's lost his spark, you know, maybe lost his shot at the NBA, and uh, he feels like he has uh, very little less left to provide to his family back home in Houston. He's got a he's got a wife and, or a, a girlfriend and a small kid, and uh, I mean, he's never admitted to doing any of this, by the way. But wow. it's a really fascinating story. It's like Ronald tragic. Johnson. Yeah, it is very tragic. Yeah. All right. Anyway. I love doing these deep dives. I'm almost kind of excited. Sometimes I'm looking up and it's like, oh, yeah, fucking some huge thing happened. Yeah. Sometimes I can't find anyone and that kind of actually makes me more excited because it means yeah. I get to look into something. And we've all learned something. Yeah. Um, and again, if I was overly, overly simplistic on point spreads and point shaving, I'm sorry. Do do let us know, friends and, and, and mothers. Top five songs in the U.S. on this day. At number five, oh, dropping all the way to number five, uh, I was born this way. I was born this way. Um, at number four, again, dropping, number four, CeeLo Green's, fuck you, I see you running around town with the girl. Uh, coming in at number three, um, making his debut, or at least debut in the top five at number three, uh, the Black Eyed Peas just can't get enough. I don't know this song. No. I know the Depeche Mode song. Yeah, me too. Uh, at number two, Rihanna S and M. At number one, Katy Perry E T. Okay. Okay. I well, don't know how any of those songs. Come yeah. Out. Why are you looking at me like that? You you were looking at me like you wanted me to sing them, but I don't know that. No, I was not. Okay. I was not. All right. Um, final segment is called Challenge Accepted. This is where we try to predict what's going to happen Ooh, it's next ET week. Featuring Kanye West. Ah. Um, this is where we try to predict what's going to happen next week on uh, both shows with only the knowledge of the episode title. So, I said that Mac and Cheese is the Geller siblings... Oh yeah, wait to see how we did last week. I said that Mac and Cheese is the Geller siblings introduce the gang to their convoluted childhood ritual with ridiculous acronym. Obviously, I was way off. You were right about the acronym, but you knew it just because of the because spelling. Because of the spelling, yeah. yeah. Um, so I got into a cadence trying to get to that sports thing so fast, now I can't slow down. I'm talking too fast. Yeah. <laughs> 
Easy there, big fella. <laughs> you said that the exploding meatball sub was a poor fella dressed as a meatball sub gets pushed past his melting point. You were wrong, too. Yeah. So let's see what the next episodes are called but i'm gonna need you to vamp and maybe i'll use this opportunity to to cool down to get my cool body down. Temp down take some deep breaths <laughs> take a cold shower blue cheese stuffed olives cinnamon bun pancake and waffle mix jumbo greek kalamata olives panoply of organic italian pasta Okay. Season 6, episode 21 of Friends is called The One Where Ross Meets Elizabeth's Dad. Ross Meets Elizabeth's Dad. Okay. I can't just predict that Ross is going to meet Elizabeth's dad. Why does he meet Elizabeth's dad? And maybe what the interaction is like, like or what... Um, Ross me I'm going to say Elizabeth's dad guest star what if I just called my shot just like predicted the guest star but can you no I think you should because this is um, this is a good one this is a real good one um well, the only thing I know about guest stars and uh, friends is that I know from Love, the Netflix series Love, because Paul Rust has a whole thing about how Bruce Willis guest stars. <laughs> <laughs> is it Bruce Willis? It is. Bruce it is Bruce Willis. Willis? <laughs> oh my God, what a great shot that would have been if I had yeah. acted like. But there's a whole thing where Paul Rust is talking about how like the characters in friends acknowledge that Die Hard exists and then yes. also yes. Bruce Willis shows up yes. and how are they not like, hey, you look like the guy from Die Hard. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, okay. That's so funny that I like, mm-hmm. the one that I knew yeah. from Love. Yeah. But no, I'm not going to uh, say that. I'm going to say, okay, Elizabeth's dad Elizabeth's dad I'm going to say he finds out that they're dating mm-hmm. like I'm saying Ross maybe is trying to keep it like doesn't want the dad to know at first Okay. so Elizabeth's dad finds out that they're dating and now that I know um, that it's Bruce Willis I'm going to say glowers menacingly Okay. 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 <laughs> Season six, episode twenty-one of How I Met Your Mother is called Hopeless. I'm sorry, that's so so vague. Okay. Um. Hopeless. Um. So I guess it's going to be about uh, like a hopeless romantic. Okay. Um. So maybe Ted is finally going to break up with Zoe, but he's going to struggle with it. 
as a ho- and everyone's going to call him hopeless. Okay, I'm going to say as a hopeless romantic. I'm going to punch up your thing a little bit. I think. Yes. Um, Ted tries to talk himself out of the necessary breakup with Zoe, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But the gang try to talk him into it. Right? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Um, man, I wish I hadn't said the thing about love and it just should have said, like, I wonder if Bruce Willis shows Yeah, up. yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so that's it. We've got our uh, we got them written down, um, locked, in. locked in. Jinx, uh, you can find this podcast wherever you found it. You've already done that, uh, well done. But you can also find an episode. Ugh, I can't talk lately. You, you can also find a post. Oh, you can talk. <laughs> you can also find a post for every episode at battleshipretention.com. You can leave a comment there. You can also find my other podcast, uh, battleshipretention.com. Uh, Battleship Pretension, which is about movies. You can email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com, or you can um, follow me on Twitter and Blue Sky at Davy Pretension. I think that's it. Natalie, where do you want people to find you on the internet? I don't, as you know. But if you like this episode, you should rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your mothers, uh, give us a five-star rating, um, and if you think we deserve less, let us know why. Let us know what yeah. your favorite sub is. Okay. Let Wait, us you didn't know... say what your favorite sub is. I don't really like subs. Yeah, you're, not a, you're not a sandwich I'm person. not a sandwich gal. Also, what's, um, what's your favorite hot fruit, and what's your favorite pizza topping? Wait, but I, I want to get something sub out of you. Um, I could t- tell you my favorite sandwich. Um, it's like Peasant's Feast, which is a um, a restaurant in, in Solving, California. California. And it has cheese and avocado and sprouts. It's just like a veggie sandwich, yeah. but it's a really well done yeah. one. Peasant's Feast is awesome. Yeah. Here's my question for you, mm-hmm. Natalie. And listeners, friends and mothers, I also want to know. Okay. You are starving. Okay. You only have one block of options. Okay. Like there's a block in you've got Subway, Quiznos, Jimmy John's, Jersey Mike's, and am I missing a big one? Togos. <laughs> Togos. Blimpies. Blimpies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's um. say. Let's say, rank, Subway, Jimmy John's. Uh, what, never, did I, what was the other one I just said? I've never, Jersey Mike's and... What was the other one I just said? G- uh, Quiznos. I don't think I've ever had Jersey Mike's or Jimmy John's. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I've had Quiznos and I liked it. Which one has hummus? Um, which one I know has hummus? Togo's did. Yeah, Togo's definitely did. I don't know. I know Quiznos back when I was vegetarian back in high school... Um, Quiznos veggie subs came with guacamole on them. Yeah. Like you didn't have to ask, you didn't yeah. have to pay extra. It came with guacamole. I like yeah. that. And they have like they had like grilled mushrooms and zucchini, and I like. Yeah, them. I mean, apparently part of the reason that Chipotle, I mean, it's still around. Not Chipotle, Quiznos 
part of the reason there are so few of them now is because um, franchisees couldn't keep their heads above water because Quiznos insisted on these higher quality, more expensive ingredients. Mm, okay. So, so yeah, Quiznos is going to be my number one, I think. Okay. And then, I mean, just Subway is, it works in a pinch. I know what to get. Yeah. Um, they have like a not bad veggie patty. Um, don't look at it as it's being cooked because it looks yeah. gross. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, again, I don't know Jimmy John's. Yeah. I don't know... Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's is the best. Do they have a good vegetarian? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But they, um, Jersey Mike's, like a lot of these places, including Subway now, I don't know if you know this, um, they slice the meat on the premises. That's a very new thing for Subway. Mm -hmm. Subway, for decades and decades, the meat arrived packaged and pre-sliced. Yeah. And now they slice it on the premises. But Jersey Mike's does all that and uh it it feels like you're in like a real like old school East Coast sandwich shop in some ways. Okay. At, least, at least compared to these other places. Okay, can so that's I, my number one. If I go if I go to Subway, can I also get a foot long cookie? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also, they also have foot long pretzels. pretzels that are Auntie Anne's pretzels. Okay, so I pick Subway. Subway's number one. Okay. I love Subway. Subway's bottom for me. Let's so, go to Subway right now. I think it goes Jersey Mike's for sure, number one for me. I'd probably put Quiznos second because I like their heavier, hotter subs, like the chicken carbonara uh, okay. sub, but that's like, that thing's got to be like 1,600 calories. It's so insane. Oh, at least. Um, uh but I also, I, I work near a Jimmy John's. And Jimmy John's, their thing is freaky fast. That's literally their thing. Like, that's a big part of it to me of like, yeah, on a busy day and I didn't bring lunch. I don't want to, I would, I, I want to walk two blocks, walk in and I'm literally back out the door walking back to work three and a half minutes after. I, and even that, maybe not even three and a half minutes if it's a, if it's not a, not too busy. Like, you get your food immediately and that goes a long way. That's so, like Chipotle. Chipotle is very quick. Um, yeah, but I mean, longer lines usually, at yeah. least. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then, yeah, Subway's the bottom for me. Sorry. Okay. All right. So. Uh, yeah, no, that was the call to action. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you already know the calls to action from past episodes are always valid. Yeah, hangover cures, whatever whatever else we said. Uh, do your Embarrassing. um drunk stories yeah i'm really curious this episode hasn't even aired yet the last episode uh, hasn't dropped yet but i want to know people's rules for differentiating between cafes and coffee shops coffee houses. and patisseries and stuff like that yeah i can't wait okay and then until next time you can find us any place that makes sandwiches <laughs>